we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. The Vale Podcast, hit straight down the middle by the Robinvale Golf Resort. Hello, Donnie. Hello, Jade. How are you? Good. <laughs> I'm so glad. What are you glad? About? I'm glad that you're good because yeah. there seems to be a little unrest in the community right now. Yes, yes. Like Robinvale's more locked down now and we're not in lockdown mm. because officially we have, and mind you, this is being recorded at 3pm on Thursday, there's two active cases in mm. Robinvale. Yes. 20 municipality-wide. And remember, they're reported LGA, but you can get on. Have you been to the coronavirus website? No, I haven't. Mm. I'm trying to steer away any corona. Yeah, fair enough. I'm fair just enough. sick of it, to be honest. Yeah. So. And that's, someone asked me the other day why we weren't doing weekly updates, and I'm like, nah, we're no. kind of sick of talking. I'm over being over it. Yeah, 100%. Um, 100%. Yeah, I'm, so long as... Look, just everybody keep safe. Just do yeah. the right things. Um, social distance when you can. Wear a mask. Check in. check in, do and what you've got to do and if yeah. you've got it, isolate, stay home so you don't give it to anybody Or else. if you've been tested, stay home. Yep, 100%. You know, that's, yes. that's the thing. And if look, you, if you do know people have got it, don't get down on them. No. Um, it wasn't their fault they got it. They didn't want to get it. Yeah. You know, just support them, say get over it and hopefully we well, all Well, don't move say on. get over it. That could be weird. What get over mean? it. No. Because, you know, that means – but support, you need – No, support them. Yeah, don't yeah. get stuck into them. Like, it's – yeah. It's, yeah. It's going to be hard here because we don't have the click and click and clicked or delivery mm. and things like that. But I know that um, a power of work has been done um, between council, MVAC and RDHS yeah. to make sure that people that are isolating – um, if they're registering on the yep. the hotline, then there will be care packages coming, which and will I, last a household two The biggest weeks. thing is to, if you don't know the truth, don't say it. Don't repeat it and don't yep. put it on Facebook. Exactly. Just because don't, don't say nothing if you don't know the truth. And if you do know the truth, keep it to yourself. Simple as that. Yeah, and but you know what? The truth as far as you need to know is what the, the department's putting yep. out. That's, you know, there might be people in isolation, but they might be waiting on a test and it may yep. come back negative. So don't assume anything. Go by the official figures. That's what yep. I have to do. Yep. Um, so, you know, even though you it's, might know of some other people that have had close exposure to an active case until they come back confirmed that they have got it. And it yep. takes a while. I found this out yesterday. It takes a while for DHHS to get the actual figures because they have to interview the person, yeah. find out exactly where, where they are, yeah. where they've yeah. been, where they were tested. Contact they have to be retested. Yep. Yeah. So all that and kind look, of stuff. And look, at the end of the day, don't be scared to live your life, but just take records. Yeah, Simple that's it. As that, you know? I mean, if you've got to go shopping, go shopping. Yeah, you know, or if you want to go, like I was talking to Kelsey and Mitch from the Euston Pub this morning. They did what did Kelsey say? Four garlic breads and two main meals yeah. yesterday. Like it's yeah. barely worth them opening. And yeah, just that also the same. might come down to you have to be double vaxxed to go to anywhere in New South. Yeah, and this is what I don't understand about the whole system is mm. that I know it's different every state, but. Um, as from Monday, which was the 11th, you have to be double vaccinated to go to a Houston pub or club. Mm-hmm. But from December the 1st, it doesn't matter. There's been a, f- a bit of confusion, especially up here, on both sides of the river and the stoush that's going on between yes. Ali Cupper and Anne Webster at the moment. And I just want to clear something up. And I had lunch with Ali last week yep. and I discussed this exact thing. I am not anti-vax. I've had both of my double yeah. jabs, but I am anti-mandate. And this is where Anne Webster's coming from. I am 
absolutely against the mandate yep. if it's going to put people out of work, particularly given the worker shortage that we have at the moment in all industries. That's mm. not just agriculture. It's everywhere. Yeah. If the government's going to now pay people to stay home whilst um, we're coming into the busy season because there's a mandate for vaccinations, particularly when we are at greater than 95%, yep. what's the point of having it mandated when our vaccination rates are so high? Mm. I oh. just So the anti-mandate thing is not an anti-vax thing. Yep. It is not. Ann Webster's not anti-vax. She's mm. always been pushing that she wants people to get vaccinated and be safe, but the anti-mandate thing, and I, same thing, my position is, and it's just my position, it's not a council position, yep. it's... I don't agree with the mandate either because of the ramifications yep. that it will have. Yep. So. It's everybody's choice. As it as is. I'm concerned. If yeah. you want to get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. So be it. Open up. Yep. I feel safer because I've been double vaxxed. Yep. Whether that's just in my head or not, I don't know. It doesn't but matter. at the end of the day, I feel safer because me and my family have got that. Yep. If you don't believe in it, that's your choice. So yep. be it. Let's move on. I'm yeah. not going to lose friends over it. So no. it's it's a personal choice. Let's just move on now. But I will lose friends over people preaching oh, one way or the definitely, other. Definitely, yes. And yes. like I said, don't yep. take, and I just said this in my video yesterday, don't take your advice from social media. Mm. And that's me included. That's you included. Don't take it from us. Yep. If you have concerns about it or you want to talk to someone that knows, go and see your doctor. Yep. Sit, they're the ones that will know. Well, we had a conversation with our doctor at lunchtime, mm. a phone conference, obviously, for our 13-year-old son. Oh, yep. Um, which we haven't had him vaccinated yet, but mm. um, we will now because yep. we had a chat to our doctor for 15 minutes. Yep. He he uh, cleared a few problem, uh, a few issues that we thought we had. He mm -hmm. cleared them up. No problem. Great. So we said, okay, let's go ahead and get it yep. done. Um, but we 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 sat down as a, as a family and worked through that and – We've decided, yes, let's have it done. Great. Good so, parenting. Thank you. <laughs> well, there's that much stuff that, like you said, is on facial media, yeah. social media. Facial media. <laughs> social media and all that kind of stuff at the minute that yeah. you just – you don't even want to turn it on. No, you don't. Well, my Facebook wasn't working actually for a day. It was the best thing that ever Oh, happened. the day that they shut it down? Yeah. yeah. Oh, when was that? It was a week ago. Yeah, yeah. a week ago or yeah. so. Yeah. But it doesn't – if it wasn't my job – I've been saying this for a year now. If it wasn't my job, I'd be well yeah. and truly off it because mm. it has become – and th there is good information out there. It's not to yeah. say that there isn't reliable information, but commenting on someone's post that's saying, is it true that, or apparently, and I hate sentences mm. that start with apparently, um, that they're not reliable sources. Yeah. Or I've heard that. Oh, have you? That's that's great. Mm. Get onto the coronavirus website, talk to your GP about your vaccinations or whatever it might be, yep. um, and and don't buy into the, the rumour innu innuendo. Yes, exactly right. Mm. Um, Moving on. Yes. Uh, How did you go? You a bit sore on <laughs> Sunday, Monday? Yeah, we played cricket, 40-over <laughs> games. Um, Good day. Oh, it was a brilliant Perfect day. Perfect day yeah, for was, cricket. I actually loved it. It was um, after, obviously, the, the 18 months we've had. Yeah. To spend a Saturday afternoon down at the footy oval, cricket oval, mm. with people <laughs> socialising. Mm. It was great. Yeah. You know, absolutely great. Um, yeah, I've... A wicket keeps for forty overs. I can't believe you did the whole forty. Oh, I loved it, and but then yeah, the old old uh, quads and hips didn't enjoy it on Sunday, Monday. No, so. I can imagine you, but, you had quite a pep in your step when you came off not out. I was not out. Yeah, I was um, <laughs> twenty two not out. I think I got. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I've, I've had my cricket fix a year. So Trav, if you don't want to pick me, I'm fine. So. <laughs> um, There's yeah. a few. Yeah, we Isn't had it? two sides of 13, yeah. so it was really good. And a couple of guys that couldn't make it. So, yeah. um, 
But yeah, look, it's great. It's been everyone enjoyed themselves. Um, some very handy cricketers mm. down there. Mm. Um, I think if the season goes ahead. Mm. I'm quietly confident we will do it all right. So, I'm quietly confident so. that Robin Vale Euston will do very well. Been doing my research and there's probably only one other team, that's Nursery Ridge. It goes okay. Okay. So traditionally they go okay. Yep. So um we might be uh yeah, we might be up there. Yeah, it's is there is a f- a few very handy cricketers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And also while we're down there on Saturday, there's a bit of happening on the footy oval. Yeah. Resurfing, resurfacing. Yeah. And this is a really good example of um, what happens when you do establish good relationships through the footy club and through council. Yeah. You know, and then there's a bit of trust there. And when Phil rings up, um, you know, the council officers and said, this is what we want to do, yep. they say, great, what do you want us to do? Get out of the way. <laughs> exactly. Great. No worries. <laughs> so, even yeah. better. Yeah, See even better. You do, do what you want. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he had a pretty good team down there. They had tractors and yeah. – Everything going, and um, I was down there on Tuesday night. Was it? No, it's today. Wednesday, Monday night. Yep. Um, and they're still going. So. Yep. Did you know that Seamus is home at the moment? I did see him down career training last week or the week before. Not training, I hope. No, no, no. no. He wasn't training. No. no. No, he's got to be wrapped in cotton wool. He's still got some hamstring tendonitis. Yeah. yeah. So he was actually in here earlier this afternoon yep. uh, because obviously we have numbers limited in here. We're doing the right thing. Yep. Um, and I was going to play that little chat with Shamo uh, during this week's podcast, but given our chat with so, Jamie Sidden <laughs> has gone for so long, we might bump that to next week. Yep. But we are coming into the Vale podcast Summer of Sport, which will be – Summer of sport. Yeah. I'm quite excited about it. I'm hoping Dean Mitchell will offer some special comments on the sideline if and when the cricket season gets up. Oh, yeah. yeah he might be actually pretty good umpire, to be honest. He might be, but he'd be a better commentator, I reckon. Yeah. Don't you reckon he'd be awesome at it? And he'd oh, love it. A bit of a dry humour there. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. but he's funny. Yeah. Um, tennis. You did, yes. did you go to tennis on Friday? No, I spoke to Pete Aikman on Saturday, actually. Mm-hmm. He said they had 25, which yeah. he was really happy with. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, that, that's it's great. Yeah, you got your tennis, you got your cricket, mm. basketball is probably not far away. Um, I've got basketball training tonight. Yeah, they um, I think they cancelled a tryout for this Saturday. They did because yeah. of um, someone that has now returned a false positive. Um, there was a close contact, obviously, within the basketball association, yeah. um, but has since also returned a negative test and got the email from DHHS. So yeah. um, it could have gone ahead, but just as a precautionary thing. I think that's yeah. the right thing to do at the moment. Yeah, I do so too. There's a lot of shops in town that are probably closing as a precaution. Haven't yeah. been told to close, but they have. Which, yeah. Okay, that's fine. But yeah, look, it's right. Yeah, sport. Look, we've been starved of sport the last couple yep. of years, really, haven't we? Yeah, you know, yep. with this corona, we footy, we only got 11 games in with footy and basically no summer sports last year. A bit mm. of basketball, that was about it. Mm. Um, so I hope there was probably no senior basketball. Yeah, yeah there was. The end, we won yeah. the premiership last year. Yeah, but it was I played real, with Calabasas. It? it was only a what, five week. Yeah, something, eight weeks. Yeah, something like that. Oh, wasn't, maybe it wasn't eight. Started, oh, no. started in January. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there wasn't any before Christmas. Yeah, so, you know, hopefully we can get we can get yeah, back to a bit of normal. So, yeah. You know, and um, I think pre-season starts for footy on about the 4th of November. Mm. So, you know, hopefully the boys can get back into it. We um, we are actually training on a Wednesday night. Okay. Because um, a few of the under-14s, 15s and 16s got picked in an academy. Oh, right. To train in Majura. That's and, good. Um, so, yeah, me and Vinnie Utica are taking – them boys who do want to train on a Wednesday night at yep. 5.30-ish. Yep. 
Um, so yeah, we got yeah, we're trying to get these kids active again and get yeah. them back into it. So. Yeah. Does Samuel move up an age group this year? No, he's he played 14s he's, last year. Yeah, is he playing 14s again yeah, this year? He'll be yeah. top age 14 this year. Yeah, right. He was bottom okay. age last year. So. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so hopefully it's all systems go. Oh, hopefully. Crops hopefully. are all looking good. Vines are looking well. Well, the crops are looking good, but didn't we get hail today? Oh, I got a little bit of hail out at Bannerton. Um, not a lot. There was nothing to worry about. Mm. I, me heart drop come through my mouth when I seen it start to drop. But yeah. um, luckily it was very, very quick and very, very small and nothing happened, So, mm. um, which was good. Um, but, yeah, crops look okay Workers okay at the minute. Mm. Hopefully, international travel brings a few more in. Fingers crossed. Um, Don't bank on it though. It's got to be better than last year. Sure. Yeah, or the last two years, really. Yeah, and um, yeah, water price is still too high. <laughs> How much? What's your allocation? We have got 93% oh, at the minute. Well, that's positive. I don't know why it's not 100%. Jay, we should have 100%. I know, I know, I and know. It's still $115 for temporary water. Is it really? Got a message today. Yeah, it should be 50 bucks. I was going to say it should be 50 bucks. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, but that is what it is. People say, oh, you're whinging because it's 115 You, you know, you paid 1000 last year or two years ago when it was, but uh, if there's water in the river. Exactly. If there's water in the river, why are you still paying through the nose for it? Exactly. There's plenty of water there. Yeah. And they've just had more rain over the catchments, um, like a lot more rain. Shitloads coming today. Mm. A question. Yes. From council on, put your council hat Okay. On. Council hat's on. Uh, where are we at with... The subway. You did mention so, two weeks ago when yes. we, there was a decision being made. Yeah, so it did go to VCAT on the 23rd of September. Yep. It was adjourned from there, so no decisions being made as yet. The chair of the panel wants to come and inspect it for himself, um, which can't happen yet because they're all Melbourne-based. Yep. So um, when the lockdown is over, then there will be an inspection that happens, then a new hearing will happen to... Pass down their findings. So, what's he looking for to inspect the site? I think I'd, I'm not sure. Um, I, I don't know. I think he's probably looking at the amenity and the um, the the precinct as a whole, which yep. is the the argument against it. That's a historical so precinct. If he finds somewhere else better in our township where it could go. No, nah, not necessarily because Subway don't so, don't just go, oh, well, we can't have that one, we'll have that one. They they earmark where they want to put businesses and yeah. if they can't put a franchise there, then they won't do it don't at all. Yeah. So, so the it'll be Subway looking, franchise that wants to put it where it's proposed at the minute, mm, if that does not go there, we will not get a Subway. We, no. That's, you can pretty much be assured of that. Yeah. Um, not 100% guaranteed, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, that – Obviously, that land is owned yep. by the developer at, at the moment. Um, I believe there are some conditions that allow council to buy it back um, should this get knocked on the head. And what would you be looking to do with that as council? Housing? Can't put it. Can't put house. Well, you could put a house. You could put housing on it because it's residentially zoned. But I think that would be less um, beneficial from a planning point of view. Yep. Yeah, because it's on a main thoroughfare, it's pretty open and the approval that council did is in line with the planning scheme. Yeah. So there's no real reason from a planning perspective that it should be refused. Yeah. Um, obviously the only reason that it's at VCAT at the moment is because um, there was some strong objection to it. Yep. 
Because I was actually wondering about that. I hadn't heard mm. anything, and um, that's cleared it up, which yeah. is good. So we, we should, should, fingers crossed, everything going the way um, we are at the moment. We should have a finding in November. Uh, but I've said that, you know, we should have a finding in September. Then it was yeah. October. Now it's November. So, yeah, watch this space. Well, I will keep you updated. Be good. Be good mm. to um, finally get it, I think. Well, you know. I've always said I'm pro progress and development, mm. so you know I'm I'm all for it. I've never made any secret of that. Yep. So um, and just the the extra parking and the extra amenity to the park, and you know yeah. we might be able to get that park being used. Um, it's amazing how many people use a park down the footy oval. Oh yeah, that is yeah. There's people there all the time. Every time I go down there to either train or just go down there for something, mm. there is someone or people at that. Park all the time. Yeah, I see they're doing a flying fox at the park. Over yes, there. which is so exciting. And this again has been—it should have been a shorter project than what it's been, which is why I don't give dates yeah. anymore on when it should be completed because there's always issues that pop up. But I was talking um, with the people that know uh, during the week actually because they'd been again something put up on yeah. Facebook. When's it going to be finished? I don't know why people just don't ring me directly. Like mm. ring me. See, you see me down the street. Just ask me directly. Yeah. We're hoping. What did he say? It should be a week, a week away, yep. maybe two. Right. So, yeah, there's a flying fox and a few. Yeah, no, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. And so, we, I seen um, our uh, friendly policemen have not been on the bridge lately. No, no, they're gone. Gone. They're yeah. done. There is a new uh, policeman over at Euston who has policewoman, um, police person. Yeah, well, let's use ooh, them, yeah. they pronouns. I don't know, I, I'm not sure. But I, someone pulled me up down the street this morning and said, the new copper over at Houston's a big fan of the podcast. And I'm like, really? give me their number, give me <laughs> their number, on. let's get them on. Yeah, because yeah. I've tried chatting to uh, Sergeant McLaughlin here and he's obviously been pretty busy so yeah. he hasn't returned my emails. The other thing that is happening from a council point of view is the new entrance to the footy oval and the I leisure centre. I did see that, yes. Yeah, so that will realign that silly dog leg that mm. no one ever uses when they're coming out of that, that is, driveway. Yeah. I've yeah. seen Coburn's down there. Coburn. Yeah, so that couldn't, will happen. Couldn't and then, keep that locally, could we? Well, the problem is um, if you tender for it and because it's a Vic Roads road, ah, no, sorry, okay. Lushy Roads is ours, but you need all the special licensing. So, And if people don't put in for tenders, we can't award it well, to Coburn's someone that has pretty busy because they're doing it in front of the golf club at the minute too. Yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah, which is probably why they're doing that at the same time. Yeah. It all depends on funding streams and stuff, but getting people to tender for jobs – which is why yeah. it took us so long to get this Ronald Street thing up and mm. going, getting people to actually put in for a tender, particularly in trades and services at the moment. Oh, Everyone's flat out. Yeah, so. Um, but even, even our industry, um, obviously on a farm, mm. everything has just gone up through the roof. Yeah. Absolutely through the roof. Fertiliser is just. It's just unbelievably it? expensive at the moment. Who do you get your fertiliser through? Oh, I use the local guys, either elders or mules or um, Sawnhill Chemicals. Yep. But, you know, you, you ring around trying to get the best price and mm. they're basically all the same. Mm. And, you know, just one, ba- one bag of fertiliser, which is 25 kgs, mm. I was paying, say, 20 bucks for it last year. Yep. It's gone up to $30 a bag. Wow. Mm. That's a lot when you're buying it in oh, huge volumes. Geez. It's 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 absolutely ridiculous what's just gone up at the moment. How yeah. come? What's the – Oh, they're saying, you know, just the way the world is at the minute with coronavirus. That's not a reason to inflate your prices, but, just um, the way the world is. Yeah, but obviously oil being so expensive and so rare at the moment. Yeah, okay. Because obviously um, petrol's gone through the roof. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, I think it was a dollar oh, – Filled diesel the other day was a dollar fifty one or two. Oh, it was a dollar fifty eight when I put it, last time I filled up. That's premium, is it? No, 
That's just diesel. Regular diesel. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's just going through the roof. I need to downsize mm. to an electric car, maybe. <laughs> I actually no. got, I bought a hybrid. Did you? Oh, I did see that on um, on Mildura Toyota's. Yeah. yeah. It's a Dominic Felvo. That's what's on my <laughs> license. I know. I giggled though, but I was just like, now if that was someone local doing that, that kind of knew, like, yeah. surely they'd know. And I did get a bit of a giggle. Well, the woman that sold it to me. Obviously, I'd never seen her before. In my yeah. Life, so she, yeah, she just went. What well, I was on my, on my license. So that's <laughs> that was what I was born funny. at. So um, Ben's got the Ford Escape are now doing hybrids as well. I have to yeah, keep yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have to look after the sponsors, Donny. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of Ben, though, and the golf club are the sponsors at the moment until maybe next week because I'm having um, a meeting with Mildura Living tomorrow, and I'm so excited. Yeah, about I did that. wonder where you're going. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, there's a bit of potential for some bigger stuff there, yeah. but I'll be happy to have them on board. Mm. Really happy to have them on board, but yep. you know things have been uh, you know, shaky. locked down. A bit so shaky, yeah, yeah. But um, Ben's got a Raptor X over there now, and he's only got one Raptor. of them. What yeah. colour is that one? It's white yeah. with black sports stripes and red pinstripes, and mm. it is cool. Yeah, I don't nice. think he'll let me drive it, but mm. um, yeah, it's very cool vehicle. Good on him. Does a great mm. job, Ben. Good he on does. you, Ben. Well done. Yeah. Well, ben. Yeah. Well done, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Good for you for getting some stock here yeah. and there. But he did say, and every says this every time I talk to him, that if anyone's looking for a Ranger, then you need to start ordering it oh, now yeah. because you may not get it till halfway through next year. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. ridiculous at the moment. Yeah, it's insane. I, um, I was actually speaking to a mate of mine yesterday mm. and he's building a house in Houston in Bates' estate there. Yep. And he got it. Got a um, got a quote, got a contract written up, and he hadn't signed the contract for a, a month because he was just finalising his you know, finance or whatever he was doing. Yeah, that's your phone, Jed. Yeah, it's my and phone. And then uh, he went to sign the contract the other day, and the builder said, "Mate, everything's gone up. We're gonna have to requote it. Twenty grand extra. Oh, <gasps> wow. Twenty grand extra. Wow. Okay. Mm. Is that for? Is it a steel frame home? I'm not sure. I didn't ask him, but it just building materials, 20 grand. Wow. Yeah, because there is massive shortages mm. of everything and steel has gone up. Do you up. think they just got us by the short and curlies and just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I mean. Like the yeah. reason for just the world, the way the world is at the moment is not a valid reason to yeah. inflate your prices. 100%. Well, I totally agree. I think they're taking advantage of us yeah. as much as they can um, until hopefully we get the upper hand. Mm. <laughs> it's a bit like our labour at the moment. We're paying a lot. Mm. We're just hoping that once this all settles down, then we can have the upper hand to pay what we should be paying. Yeah. Not paying, not paying overs. Mm. That's all we're paying at the moment. So It's um, crazy, isn't it? But that may not happen if pe- if the federal government's going to pay people to yeah, not work because they can't be vaccinated. I don't get it. <laughs> I just Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's all very confusing. But anyway, we're not gonna we're not gonna harp on that. We're gonna talk about no. cricket yep. next with with Robin Vale's Jamie Siddons. We are starting to get into the summer of sport, Donnie. Yes, we are, Jade. We're starting to, yep. although it doesn't feel much like summer at the moment. Mm, a bit Does wet it... outside at the minute. No, although you, you are you not a fan of jumpers at all? It's hot in here, Jade. I've never seen you wear a jumper, I don't think. Just warm-blooded. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know about that. But we're, uh, this is one that you brought up. Probably two years ago when we very mm. first started this podcast, we should see if we can get on to Jamie Siddons. Yep. Now, Tom Lister, who's the other man in the room, how are you, Tommy? Thanks, how are you? You're very well connected and we know this. Not bad. 
<laughs> so Tommy uh, had a text message from Jamie Siddons yep. a few weeks ago when word has got out about the Robinvale Rangers Cricket Club getting up and going again. So now finally we've got Jamie Siddons on the podcast. How are Yay. you? <laughs> Hello, guys. How are you all? Good today. Yourself? Not too bad. It's not too bad. Good. Now, obviously the uh, the Rangers Cricket Club is up and going again. Does this make you a little bit nostalgic? Uh, absolutely. As soon as I heard someone was putting the energy in to get it going again, I quickly jumped on the phone to see what I could do to help. I um, chased up a, a, a friend who was going to send some gear, and I'm not sure he's done that because he hasn't sent any to me yet. So I'm <laughs> chasing him up, hoping to hear from Tom whether it's happened or not. But, um, yeah, it's fantastic. Dad, My, my dad was a um, big part of Rob Mark Cricket back in the day. Um, running junior cricket and playing senior cricket, so very nostalgic. Tom, has the gear arrived? I haven't seen it yet, no. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm on to it, Tom, don't worry. <laughs> no worries, mate. What kind of gear are we talking about? Don't you have to have all your own gear at the moment or no? No, we've had some donated by Braden Turner. Oh, really? Yeah. What, the stuff he's not yeah. using now? Yeah, <laughs> Probably 10 grand's worth of stuff that he's not using. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Might be my personal gear. Um, Donnie's done a fair bit of research. I, I just wanted to ask you, though, because while I was doing a bit of research. Yep. She didn't do any research. I did do a bit of research. Oh, yeah. I read Wikipedia pages, Donnie, <laughs> at length. And on your Wikipedia page, because I I was always under the impression that Jamie Siddons played, had a long career with the Australian One Day International side. But you only ever only played one game. Yeah, one tour. One tour to Pakistan, one game. I think it was in Karachi or nah. Um, You're wrong. Funny Lahore or something. Yeah, Lahore. Yep, you got that one. Yeah. Uh, And I made 32 and that was it. Yeah, you made 32, faced 37 balls and had a strike rate of 86.48, mate. Yeah, which was uh, pedestrian these days, isn't it? Yeah, not wrong. Well, did you see um, Travis Head yesterday? Yeah, I was watching. uh, Well, I wasn't watching because I was coaching, but I was keeping tabs on the score and it just, he just kept going up and up. It was crazy. Um, and I spoke to him a couple of days before that in Adelaide Oval. He said he loves Karen Rolton Field. Doesn't feel like anyone can ever get him out. So yeah. it's that flat, that good, that small, too small for him. Yeah. Um, away he went. Yeah, no, he made 230. Wow. Yeah, yeah. About 100 balls. Yeah, 127, <laughs> I think it was at the end. So yeah, it was about the fifth highest score ever or something. Yeah. No, he better well. Yeah. Be enough That's to the second in. double hundred I think he's made in yeah. one day as per South Australia. So. Yeah. Well, it's not about Travis, it's about you, mate, anyway. So yeah, we, well. uh, we'll get on to your first-class career. You played about 160 games. It was about 280 innings. You were not out on 22 occasions. You made around 11,587 runs, high score of 245 and an average of just under 45 with – 35 100s and 53 50s, and you took 206 catches. And that majority would have been the slips, wouldn't they, Sido? Yeah, most most of the time, at least when I was captain, so I just parked myself in there because <laughs> I didn't want to run around the field. A bit like Tommy on um, the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I came off the ground, mate. can get even lazier than slips. And it's not even hot yet. Yeah, <laughs> no. And you, um, correct me if I'm wrong, you were the third highest scorer, run scorer in Sheffield Shield history. Is that still there? Yeah. Yeah, look, I don't know. I, I don't keep tabs on that because I don't know how many players coming through are passing me, so it might be third now. Yeah, I think, Liam, I think uh, Darren Lehman's ahead of you and uh, Jamie Cox 
at yeah, the minute. Yeah, so. but I didn't know whether there was another one's gone past, but I, I, I'm not sure. No, a lot take of the players it, take it, play take for it. Australia now, so they don't they don't pile up the runs like they used to. So yeah. can I just ask, because when I was reading through all the stats like Donnie clearly has as well, I just didn't transcribe them. <laughs> when I was reading all of those stats and and your Shield career, how is it that you didn't play, didn't get a regular spot in mm. the, the one-day side? Yeah, I, I think my one-day form in domestic cricket wasn't fantastic. I was a bit too reckless, I think. So I, I didn't pile on a lot of hundreds. I batted after Lehman, Blewett and a couple of other players. Yep. I gave them more opportunity. So if you don't bat the top four, you don't necessarily make big hundreds. So those guys had great one-day careers for Australia. And I, I sort of missed out. But um, I didn't make enough runs. Got a couple of opportunities for Australia and... There are a couple of incidents and um, reasons behind me not playing a bit more, but, uh, yes, that's one of my regrets that I didn't play more, but what can I do about it now? Not a lot. You must have spent a fair bit of time playing at Robinvale, though, and I suppose my – talking to people like you that have had very illustrious careers and continue to in coaching – the opportunities that the kids can see now that you've gone on and had this career and started playing at Robinvale – that must just, for kids now, like Samuel, your son, and my kids that are only very, very young doing Woolworths Blast, if they can see, hey, this guy's had an amazing career and played, you know, made how many shield runs. <laughs> I, like I said, I didn't write it down. But tell us about your like playing at Robinvale, the memories that you've yeah, got from I, I, I'm talking about the other day. I don't know why I'm talking about my 100 I made. I keep telling Toby, my son, some, some stories, trying put a bit of mayo on it all and make it sound like I was a better player than I was, but because he doesn't know better yet. Um, I, it was just, well, Dad. Dad played cricket. I went along the cricket with him and he ran our junior cricket team at St Peter's. I think there was there would have been 10 at least junior cricket teams with three three at least coming from Manang. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I, I don't think there's there wouldn't be a cricket pitch there anymore, but we had a really good junior cricket program going. With, we look forward to playing each Saturday and, there was no junior cricket. It was all under-16s or bust. So yep. as a 9, 10, 11-year-old, I was playing under-16s. Yep. Um, and kids were, you know, the older kids would look after you and bowl a bit slower and you'd gradually get used to it. So I played till I was, I think I was probably 16 or 17 when I had to run away from uh, doing HSC at school because I didn't want to do it. I went <laughs> to Melbourne and thought I was going to be a cricketer um, and did a lot of travelling back and back and forth from, from home. You wouldn't you wouldn't miss those days on a forty degree day at Manang, would you? The flies no, and no, I was, I was thinking back, like, how do we do it? And I, and I the old Manang I, pub I afterwards, <laughs> the pub. Yeah, I, I can remember Neville Mitchell bringing strawberries to the ground and selling them <laughs> to everyone, and Mum and Dad would buy a hundred of strawberries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the old afternoon I'd, teas were great too back then. The afternoon teas, yep. Yeah. And then you'd go to the pub and be there for for a long time. Yep. You probably um, got the gig was, driving that, home as a nine ten year old, wouldn't you? Back then, <laughs> great, great memories. Oh, Dad was driving. I don't know how he wasn't a big drinker, but he would have had definitely over 05, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but it was great. But not they're they're my great memories. Um, Blue Hills was another ground. That, yep. Um, that was. You know, I, I went for a walk there a few years ago. It's just overgrown, and we found the pitch. It's still there somewhere yep. in the middle of a paddock, cow paddock, or whatever it is. Yep. And it's I can remember as a kid watching Dad, and I set fire to the to the one of the paddocks, and all the cricketers had to run off and try and put this <laughs> raging fire out. And I was put in the in the Kingswood for 
the next four hours while the players played the game and the doors were shut and it was stinking hot. And <laughs> they're my two biggest memories: the Manang Pub and Blue setting fire to Blue Hills. <laughs> So, Sido, as you got into the seniors, you would only been probably, what, 13, 14 playing senior cricket back then? Uh, um, Six, maybe 15, something like that? Yeah, I was – yeah, there was no – I don't think there was any rush because the Mitch – they had a pretty good St. Peter's team and I, yep. I think I filled in quite a bit. Yep. I remember making one of – another – this is the third memory I've got now because I was talking about the other day, but Trevor O'Brien, who was a um, teacher at Robin Bar High, bowled St. Peter's seniors out for – I think about 30, and then they sent us back in. And and one of the O'Connors must have been having a wedding across at the um, Civic Centre. <laughs> and I was I went back in, and I made 100 that day. It's my first 100 in any senior cricket. Yep. And Dad, was, Dad wasn't there, and I was so disappointed that he wasn't there. I was looking over at Civic Centre. He was over there helping the O'Connors or at the wedding reception, and we had to sort of hold off for an outright. <laughs> so I remember making 100, and, and um, yeah, that was, uh, that was my – a real memory. I was singing another one bites the dust while I was batting. So that's and I looked it up and it was um yes, I was seventeen or sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. So who who was one of the best players you played with while you were at Romville playing senior cricket? Uh, I, there were two guys, Phil Egan oh, who yeah. made the Australian under sixteen, who's everyone knows. He, um yep. made the Australian under sixteen uh schoolboys cricket team, which is pretty cool. Um and Rex Handy was another yeah, yep. um, superstar. He was so fast. Um, but my biggest idol was Clivey Bowden, who made 200 over at Houston one day, I think. Yeah, well, Clivey. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So that, I, I'm going, geez, he must be a great cricketer. But I never really saw him bat um, fantastically, but he did make 200. Yep. And I'll have to mention Les Hogg, who had the best <laughs> cut shot in Rumble District cricket. Funny you say that. I, I, play cricket <laughs> with, I play cricket with Hoggy. And uh, we used to open the bat for St. Peter's and uh, yep. Hoggy was at the end of his career. And as Tommy would find out on Saturday, I don't mind the quick single. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Hoggy would warn me as soon as we walk out, no quick singles. <laughs> I've never seen a guy face 80 overs and come off black and blue because he just yeah. took him on the body. just on the body all, all day, day until they bowled outside off. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> just took it on the body the whole day. So, yeah, I, One played, shot. I played alongside blokes like Zeke Tyrrell, Bill Vandenberg. Uh, yep. Obviously, Spud, Spud McMonies. Um, no gloves, Spud. Yeah, never wore gloves when he batted. Yep. Really? Never wore gloves, never. Nah. Nah. Oh, he actually gave me my first cricket bat that was from you, Jamie. It was a SS333, and yep. I made my first 100 with that. And I've still got that yep. bat to this day. Yeah, cool. That yep. a, yeah, that was one of my yep, still got that. stories days, yeah. Yeah, because so, um, yeah, I, I remember we come to Adelaide, I was with Spud, and you gave me a bat, and that was my first bat to make 100. Put it away. In, in the uh, trophy cabinet? Yeah. It's Talk not, about nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, it's not near the – I was just put it away, and oh, mainly because of Spud. No, I didn't I care yeah. I made 100 with it, but because mm. that's a yeah. bat, uh, it's the bat that Spud gave me. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Amazing the memories, isn't it? Yeah. So, <clears> And uh, – Sid, I obviously played for um, Sydney Swans as well. Your two games. Yep. <laughs> Just some... <laughs> no, that was. Uh, but no, it was but people do forget pretty... that you could. You're you're pretty handy with the football as well. So you won a McLeod Medal in '83, and yeah, only, yep. only, only the best of us win those. So... <laughs> That's right, and, the, and and better ones win more than one, don't they? Yeah, exactly right. There's only ever been uh, what four of us the winner from Romvol, so it's not bad. Yeah, right. yeah. Gavin Ridley, and who's the other one? Gavin Ridley in '72, then you were '83. Yep. Um, yep. Swampy won in an 84 oh, cool. And then uh, Richie Hendrick won in an 08 
Yeah, so, yeah. There you go. Yeah, so it was only been four or four. five. So you five, must have been young then to win a McLeod medal in 83. Uh, 19? Well, I, I think I debuted. I, I won that, and then I reckon I debuted for Victoria in the same year, so I gave up footy. So yeah. I was a pretty young retiree from the game of footy. But, yeah, the, the, the Swans was pretty cool. Yep. Um, I didn't take it very seriously. I was just – I was still – um, just going down the river every Saturday night, getting drunk and <laughs> playing for Rob Mull on the weekends and having yep. a great old time. And then got hauled over to Sydney, um, played in the night semi in the night grand final, and then yep. played on the MCG and the SCG, and that was it. Yeah, I came home. Play, played your two games, got one goal. You had twenty-four yep. disposals in total in those two games. It wasn't too yeah, not many handballs. No, I think the majority kicks. And you yep. had um, your biggest stat was zero tackles. So, yeah. so yep. you've done well. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can remember vividly chasing a guy called Darren Steele, for, and this is me coming from Rumble with no pre-season under my belt. <laughs> North Melbourne, Darren Steele, from goal square to goal square, that's all he did all day. I played on the wing. <laughs> and he ran me from end to end all day. I was knackered. And I also didn't have the inner soles in my boot because I'd lost them at the MCG the week before in the mud. <laughs> my boots fell off and the inner sole fell out and they couldn't find it in the mud. So and that's a true story. And then the boot starter didn't replace it. <laughs> oh, God. So I got the Sydney on a hard SCG and no, and I had spikes, um, screw-ins with no inner sole. So what, for two uh, quarters. So when did you decide cricket was your game, mate? You said stuff to footy, I'm going to go and play cricket. Yeah, I had uh, had physio treatment. In I always had back problems, so I never really played a full season. Not with Robinvale, or, or I was never going to play full season in Sydney because I always had back problems. So uh, I got injections and all sorts of things that they threw at me at Sydney, and it just didn't work. I was still. I remember being picked against Geelong, and I had to pull out of that for a back, and then I got picked the next week. I had to pull out again, and then I just said, "No, not going to work." Yeah, uh, I might have to take up cricket, so I just. Walked away halfway through. I was back end of the season, probably only four or five games to go. I went back home. Yep. And Trevor Sutton said it wasn't as much fun as you thought it was going to be, was it, mate? <laughs> <laughs> he was the coach at Robinvale because he obviously tried it and he yeah. was a bit of a lad and didn't really like it either. So he was I loved it, but I just couldn't cope yep. um, with my with my back. Yep. Uh, and then I got picked for Victoria that, that season and stayed with cricket. So how, how did you get picked today? Did you, what channels did you go through to get picked? Uh, well, um, I, I think Dad, Mum, Dad got a phone call from. Uh, oh, I can't remember his name now. Not Greg Swan. Uh, anyway, he's still in in the footy circles, and yep. he came down and watched me play against Mildura, and right. I must have got best on ground. <clears throat> and next minute, I know I had an offer to go up there and yep. train with them for four or five weeks. Went in Sydney for two weeks. Um. Had a great old time and then got picked. Played a couple of play. I oh, must have played half a dozen reserves games as well. Yeah, along the way. So when when you decided to quit the footy and go into the cricket, did you actually go down there and play like Melbourne District or would you end up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as I said, I, I I thought I was going to be a cricketer from a young age. So I went to Melbourne as a I reckon 16, 17 year old. The year I should have been doing year twelve. Yeah, and just going down on a train and playing. Fourth eleven foot uh, cricket, yeah, and then coming back on a Saturday night, going back to school on Monday. It must have been year ten. There you go. So I was still at school. Uh, so I went through the process of fifth, fourth, third, seconds, and then I debuted 
district cricket probably as a 19-year-old. Yep. So it was a lot, wasn't a all of a sudden I was a superstar cricketer or a great cricketer and playing first and then state cricket, I, I went through quite a few years of development. Mm, and putting in the hard work and the Ks like to the develop. Travel, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know how mum and dad afforded it, but I, I owe them a lot. So if you were going on the train, that may, back in the day the train was still running from Robinvale to Melbourne, that would have made it a little yeah, bit easier on mum yeah. and dad. Yeah, they dropped me off at Hadda. Didn't go with me. They dropped me off. <laughs> So I remember just holding the bat in my hand, hoping no one attacked me or wanted to take my gear or <laughs> stayed awake the whole way and got off the train. Someone picked me up Saturday morning, took me to the ground. I played cricket and they put me on a train back. Yep. I think it was Sunday morning probably. And I did that for the whole season. Wow. That's commitment nah. though. And I suppose that's what it that's what it takes. Like if you want to go on, it's all good and well to have a bit of talent, yes. but you've got to put the work in as well to develop your skills and yeah. and really commit to it if that if that's what you want to do. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Is I mean, you, there's, I don't think there's too many parents that would throw their kid on a train now and expect them to go ten hours. I mean, parents do a lot more. Not that mum and dad didn't do a lot, but they would drive you there. Or if, that's why it's so hard for a country kid to. To make it in cricket, they've got to move. Yeah, yeah. You've got to go to the the big smoke and play for a, a premier grade cricket team uh, and prove that you're good enough. Yeah. Well, Luke, my husband, um, I married Luke Benham, who yep. you may or may not know, but um, he went off to Palm Beach Corumban, um High School in Queensland to play cricket because they're a, yep. um, a cricket school or uh, a sports yep. school. Mm. Um is that in Sunshine? Is that Sunshine yeah, Coast? Sunshine yeah. Coast. Oh, Gold Coast. Gold Coast, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, right. Yep. So he went up there to play cricket for a little bit, then came home one Christmas and yep. decided that, oh, I'm not going to go home, not going to go back, and his parents didn't yep. make him, and I think that's his one biggest regret. They yeah, didn't go yeah. back. Yeah, You've you got to be patient, and it takes time to, you know, cricket can be pretty ruthless. You have a bad year and you think you hate the game and then you make 100 and it's a great game again. Mm. Yeah, that's the same with any sport though, isn't it? It ebbs and flows yep. and, you know, you've yep. just got to take wear a, the – Take the... advantage when you're running hot. Yeah, so. that's exactly right. So this... Yeah, I think yeah, we all talk about uh, so-and-so could have been a superstar. I mean, I, the, the biggest example I've got is Rex, Rex Handy, Philip Egan. And yeah. one, one made the move. Everyone said Rex was a far better player. Philip Egan put in the hard work and went to Melbourne and did all the yards and – um, and made a great career out of footy. And, and Rex, who had as much talent, no doubt, but you know, you've got to, you've got to have that commitment, you've got to want to, got to want to do it as well, I suppose. Mm, that's exactly yeah, I right. Always hear a story about Rex Handy. Today, you might be able to confirm or deny it that he was batting at the far end on the Len Arnold, Len Arnold Oval, right? Yep. So, where that, yeah, to where the toilets are. And he, yep. uh, I can't remember who the bowler was, they bowled him and he dropped the ball into the river. Yeah, that's how long of a hit it was. What? Yeah, that's po- that's that's possible. I mean, it was a fast bowler from my memory, but he had, you know, just knew how to swing a bat, which is, yeah. uh, but slog. They didn't necessarily bat. He was, he was pretty amazing. I, yeah. I can remember just being scared of his bowling when I was sixteen. <laughs> so you get a bit old and you face a few faster bowlers, but he was quick. Who's the quickest bowler you ever faced today? In all of your uh, Australian career and Sheffield, there were a few internationals, but Brett Lee, at his, I faced him at his fastest. Yep. Um, um, Devon Malcolm. Yep. From England and the West Indies, that was my debut game. We played the West Indies, but it was at the MCG when it was staying low, so it wasn't 
frightening, fast through the air, but once it hit the pitch, it wasn't going to hit you in the head. Yep. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Didn't Merv um, Hughes get you one time? Yeah, that was – I was on a roll. That was probably my, my second opportunity to play for Australia. I had 300s in a row the year before, plus the Shield final 100. Yep. And then <clears throat> that included a couple of hundreds first two games for South Australia. And then I faced Merv. And I was in great form, but I just let one go and it, it cut back a little bit off the pitch and hit hit me in the face. Yeah. So I was out for the re- that season was a bit of, bit of a write-off. I was in probably the best form of my career and the Aussies weren't going great. So I probably would have got another show. Yeah. But thanks uh, to Merv, I didn't get through. <laughs> <laughs> so today you or my bad batting. Obviously had a great career co- uh, playing. And then you went into the coaching, mate. So um, – yeah. Obviously, coached South Australia pretty successfully, and then you went on to be assistant coach at Australia, yep. and then went on to coach the Bangers, mate. How the hell was that? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, it was challenging. Obviously, um, I think it's rated the most, the least livable city in the world. <laughs> well, it was for the three years I was there. Yeah. Uh, my physio, who lived in the apartment below me, kept telling me it was two hundred times. Uh, above the recommended limit of pollution <laughs> in the air. So th- those things um, aside, uh, you know, I was we, we were given a great apartment. We were given uh, had a great income. Uh, yeah. Lots of people that um, you know clean and driver, um, you know maids, all that sort of stuff was laid on for for the head coach of Bangladesh. The cricketers over there are the most famous people in the country, yeah. 150, 160 million people, yep. and they're the most famous. So I was probably third most famous under the, the top cricketers there. So yep. the two, Sakib and Tamim and, and me, were the three people that everyone um, knew and, and really liked. So I was lucky. So it was fun. And we did pretty good. Yep. But before that, I was uh, with the Aussies, which was amazing because they were – Best team in the world, probably the best Australian cricket team that's ever ever played together. So yep. uh, we, we couldn't lose a game unless they were all pissed like Andrew <laughs> Simons one day. <laughs> so when when you're talking about that Australian side, who made what year are we talking about? What era? Can you give us the players? Yeah, yeah it was the it was the Ponting Ponting era. Ponting, yep. Hayden, Langer. I'll try and go through the batting order. Martin, um, Gilchrist. Yeah. Uh, oh, who else would have been there? Then you got then you got Warney and Lee, um, Gillespie, Tim May, a little bit. Um, Stuart McGill, Glenn McGrath. Stuart McGill was like obviously twelfth man a lot yep. behind Warney, but when he played, he did just as well. Yep. Uh, so so that was the crew. Mm. John Buchanan was the coach. We won, I think. Two ashes and or well, one ashes because we lost the first one when I was that was the most famous one. Everyone talks about it being the most famous ashes. That two thousand five. My second week in the job, I went to England with the ashes and we lost. That was two oh five, um, What's that? Two oh five. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Brett, uh, Glenn McGrath twisted his ankle on a ball that was left out by the coaching staff. <laughs> that wasn't but you, I was, was it? I was throwing balls to Ricky Ponting at the time. Don oh. Cannon put the balls out in the field, set it all up, but I never did so. Um, anyway, uh, and then we, we won a couple of World Cups, so it was a pretty good time. Mm, and that was one of the greatest 
Australian cricket sides ever. ever. Yeah, I it's, remember that it, era vividly. Yeah, every one of them were famous. Um, yeah. Langer, Warren, they all and they all retired in the same year, pretty much. Yeah. Walked away apart yeah. from Ponting. Mm. Yeah. Um, so on the back of that, being the assistant coach for three years behind Buchanan, I got offered Bangladesh and Sri Lanka's coaching job, even though I had no real idea how to coach. <laughs> what would you so, take? What you take the Bangladesh job over Sri Lanka? Uh, I was still going through a few things uh, in my life, mate, and wasn't ready to move. So that one got taken by someone else. But when I was ready to go, Bangla- Bangladesh was still um, on the market. So yeah. I contacted them and went for an interview and took it. Cool. Wow. Mm. That's so, pretty amazing. So, mm. Sid, if you guys have got a question, just yeah, ask. Yeah, right. I was going to say, you, Tommy, you, you got you a question? Look, you look at the oh. cricket now, you've got the IPL, you got obviously the Big Bash. Would you, and I, it's hard to say, you know, you always hear, oh, well, as a footballer, oh, you know, would he be any good in that era? How yeah. would you reckon you would have went in that 20 over game in the IPL or, or the Big Bash League? You would still have smashed it, wouldn't you? Uh, well, I, I, like I, I was, <clears throat> my strike rate, although um, slow now, but in my one day cricket, I, I played probably too many shots. That's why I got out. But in 2020 cricket, you just need to have 20 balls and, and make an impact, and you'd be a rich man. Yeah. You don't need to bat for 50 balls. You need to bat for 20 balls and make 50, yeah. and you're worth your weight in gold. Um, so I think from that perspective, I, I was really good at going out and playing my shots straight away. I had no fear. So you had a good eye. Um, yeah, and I was a good fielder. So yeah. I, I probably would have made a mark, um, and there's a lot of lot of teams, so you'd have to get a – you'd think you'd get a spot somewhere. Yeah. And you could cash in too, like, like you said, one or two seasons. The IPL set yourself up for life. So. Yeah, you get get the right money. Yeah, um, uh, yeah uh, most of the players that are at, that get picked are pretty good players. So yeah. you have to be one of your best players in the country. Someone like a Max um, Maxwell, like uh, yeah, um, he he smashed it over there. You know, he faced his twenty balls and he was making 40, 50 runs. So yeah, probably yeah, and they keep getting him for two, three million dollars a yeah. year. So mm-hmm. All you got to do is face twenty balls and. So you think it's you a bad come in And you can play. I was quite, quite good at spin, so there's a lot of spin bowl over yeah. there. So that would have been probably in my favour as well, but it wasn't around. You wouldn't be coaching now, mate. You're set up. I'm just, I'm just uh, doing the shopping and doing <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> but you do have your own. So you're still coaching. Um, you're still coaching kids and, and things now, um, and you've got your own academy as well. Did you do school programs as well? Uh, I'm not in the school. I'm trying to work out how to get into the schools, but um, I, I work for two private schools over here as their director of cricket, so Pembroke and, and Mercedes College, mm-hmm. and that keeps me pretty busy. So, that's again, that's all after hours, after school hours, um, just trying to coach their coaches, give them better better tools to, to run a, a training session and try and help the kids. And I'm actually coaching one of their teams at Pembroke this year, so that'll be fun. Yeah, right. So when the borders open up, chances of you coming over here and coaching the Rangers coach, Trav Shawcross? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to um, get this thing called stance beam to work. So if if the guys there want to have a look into it, they might be able to have me as their specialist coach without me actually being there. It's Ooh. called stance beam. You want me to write, write this down, Tom? I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> What's it called? It's called stance beam. Stance beam. And it's just a little... It's just a little device that you put on the end of your bat and it's not very expensive 
and it captures the footage really quickly of your if you set up your phone and your stance beam in the nets, it captures the footage of the kids or the players um, for you. Yeah, right. And, and then you can um, join join me as your coach, and I can watch all the vision and give feedback. Oh. So. We might be able to get something going there. Yeah, that's handy because at the moment I still just... haven't been able to get mine to work though. <laughs> and I'm talking to these Indian guys on Zoom, and I, they still can't explain. How, I still can't get it. But it's supposed to be really simple. I'm just a. Uh, <laughs> you're lucky you've got me on this Zoom call, to be honest. <laughs> well, at the moment we've just got some idiot standing at the back of the nets every training, taking some footage, and then getting everybody on Facebook to analyse it afterwards. I'm not sure yeah, that's see, very helpful. So I can do that for you. Wow, that's it. I'll write it down, Tom. I'll look into it for you. That a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Have you two got any more you want to? Uh... Yeah, well, um, Shido, we'll go back to what we spoke about before on uh, Phil Egan. How good of a sportsman was he? I know you're, you're best mates with him. Um, yep. So pretty special to have two guys to come out of Romba at the same time to kick on and do what you did. How yep. good was he? Because I think everybody forgets about how good you were as a cricketer and he was as a footballer. Yeah. So, yeah, he was – I mean, every sports day he was the dominant figure at school. Uh, it wasn't like he didn't have the athletic ability. He, he could – you know, he could kick left and right foot 55 metres – um, take hangers. Uh, he came back a real big brute of a guy because he put on so much muscle yeah. um, at Richmond. But his the way he moved and the way he kicked the footy and just took games apart, that's why he was recruited so early. He was amazing. He was a gun cricketer, junior cricket, so you don't know how he would have gone if he'd stayed with it. Yeah. But every sports day he was the one. He, he probably didn't win the 100-metre sprint because Rex Handy won that all the time. <laughs> but he won everything else. Yeah. You know, he'd win the high jump. He'd win every throwing. He, he did everything easy. Yep. yep. Um, it was in the family. Macca was a, a star footballer as well. Yeah, I heard a, there was another story going around about Macca, his brother, who was – you probably told me you would never have seen They used to call him the Black Flash. He was that quick. Yeah, a little rover. Yeah, yeah and they reckon um, Phil was at at Richmond and they, yep. uh, they a few of their on-ballers went down with injuries. So – they said to Phil, what do you reckon? We get Macca up here. So he goes, all right, we're going to go to Ronville and pick him up. So let's go. Macca got wind of it that they were coming down. He went bush. Went hiding. Went, oh, went, really? went in the bush. They couldn't really? find went him down anywhere. the river. Yeah, couldn't find him anywhere. Yeah, yeah right. Nah. Yeah, so, you know. Um, so your, what's your fondest memory of our little town, mate? The river, the people, what would it be? Uh, Obviously you've travelled the world. I, so. always talk, I always talk about um, the as a kid, after football or after whatever, we'd go down the river and light a fire and just hang out. Yep. All our mates would just light a fire and just take our VB or our carton, carton draft <laughs> down there and be there till all hours. Yep. Um, most of us would then drive home, which was pretty stupid. <laughs> but um, that the, the river was probably my fondest memories and, and Rob Mar Footy Club just playing, yep. playing football as a junior going through the grades. Yeah. Yep. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, not so much the school, but <laughs> uh, the rest of it was pretty good. Uh, and picking oranges, doing all that with Dad. Yeah. All, all my memories of the days we spent doing the hard yards on the grapes and the oranges. Yep. Um, you'd be a bit the same. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The, yeah. the hours you spend with your, with the old man and, and mum was out there as well. Yeah, there's nothing like now daylight savings where – yeah, you know, it's eight o'clock and it's still daylight, and you can go outside and you know, muck yeah. around. I've got a thirteen-year-old son that we go out and 
kick the yep. footy or hit the hit the balls around or play basketball. Yep. It's it, it's just great. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, great place to well, open. Yeah, that's probably my other memories. David Murray, who was my next door neighbour, yeah, yeah. just playing cricket, and I thanked him at my fortieth. I thanked him for my cricket career because he was the <laughs> kid that played cricket against me from time we got home from school until dark every yeah. day, yeah. all through summer. So he bowled and batted, and I had to get him out and have a hit. And, then you wouldn't let him get you out so you could keep batting. Yeah. He was there all the time. We played at his house, my house. Yeah. And that's where country kids got it all over the city kids if they want to use that facility of just playing outside. Yeah. Footy, kicking around corners through through trees. And, yeah. Yep. Uh, the country kids don't get that. The, the city kids, sorry, don't get that. Yeah. But we don't have enough country kids playing cricket now, so. Mm. Um, what can we do to improve that? I mean, I think things get, get like get out of lockdown first. Well, yeah, obviously get out yeah. of lockdown. But I think um, I think it's a really positive thing. Like the resurgence of the cricket club this year, and Tom's obviously mm. been instrumental in that. Yeah. Um, but I think when we do have these resurgences, maybe there's, you know, what's the best best pathway these days to get those country kids developed and on some sort of if they really start to show promise or yeah. they love it, even if they're not yeah. showing that much promise in their younger years, if they work on it and commit to it, like you said, what's yeah. the best pathway for them? What's the best way to get there? Yeah, this I'm pretty sure there'd still be like there'd still be country championships and junior country championships that they need to get into. I think in that and from there you, you'll get chosen or seen by some. Um, city clubs, and then you need. I think the pathway is still pretty much the same. You've got to get to the city eventually. Mm. But playing junior cricket, I wouldn't be. There's no rush to get to Melbourne or, or Adelaide. Adelaide's pretty close. I'm a pretty good contact at the moment. If you need yep. people over here um, to to have a look at your kid, but with this um, stance beam or Zoom or any anything you've got, you can. Send footage through, and and we can give them some decent coaching because that's probably what's I'm not sure about Tom's expertise or anyone else down there's expertise in coaching kids, but there's some pretty key things that they need to learn to to be able to flourish and fly with their game. So we mm. might be able to do something at least for the juniors and give them a little program. Yeah, I mean, I suppose when they're really little, like junior blasters that was supposed yeah. to start tonight, but it's rained, so it'll start next yeah. week. I suppose the key at that age is just let them have fun, so they play. stick at it. Yes, just play. let them play. Yeah, yep, I think get in the backyard, bowl the ball as fast as you can. Try and get someone out. Batsmen try and survive and find a way to score and smash the ball around. I, my biggest tip to kids and dad said it. Hit the bloody thing. Hit it hard. Learn how to swing properly and hit the ball hard. Anyone can teach you defence. It takes two minutes. I'll teach it any kid in two minutes to play a poor defence. Yep. But I can't teach them to hit the ball hard. Mm. Takes takes a lot longer. Yep. Don't take that away from them. Good yeah, advice. that is great advice. Yep. Let them just play. Swing the bat hard. Yep. Jamie, thank you so much for giving us uh, your time today. We really appreciate it. It's, take, it's been a long time coming, hasn't it, Donnie? It has, you know, mm. been a very yeah, good Sorry, I, I just put that one on the back burner while I was coaching the Redbacks, but I've got a lot more time on my hands now. <laughs> That's fair enough, too. Um, Tommy, thank you for hooking it up. Yeah. You've been very quiet. Are you all right? Yeah. Just in awe, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cricket fan. I've Listening to my bullshit. <laughs> I texted Tommy earlier today because I knew it was going to rain and I said, yeah. if it's raining by 2 o'clock, do you want to come in? Because we're talking to Jamie and he goes, I don't think I'm worthy. 
<laughs> oh, it's, on, it's on my bucket list to play a game of cricket with you. So we, yeah. we, what do you reckon? These borders open up. You come and play, play a game with us this year or what? Yeah, I'm, I, I actually I played a – there's a team over here called Old Scotch um, – Old Scholars. Uh, and a mate of mine has been asking me for five years and I kept to play and I just kept ignoring him. So I had no – I've got no – had no desire. And he begged me because I was short and kept lying to me, which I found out later. <laughs> that we're so short. We, got, we haven't got any players. We need you to play. So I said, oh, yeah, righto. And I had my runners on. I borrowed a pair of long pants and had no gear. <laughs> and I went and played and I loved it. Yeah. We just sat around afterwards and had was that 40 over game. So that was tedious, Perfect, the 40 yeah. overs. But, um, and I think I made 46 or something. And we had a whole heap of beers afterwards. It was, it was yeah. really cool. So. And we played on this tiny post postage stamp oval. It was so small, little kids um, oval. And I said, if we play here again, I'll definitely play. <laughs> they so played everywhere. I only play for them when they play there, <laughs> yeah. which is a problem because everyone else wants to play there when they play there as well. So oh, look, we're I played sure. about four games last year, so I'll be happy to bring some gear if there's a game organised there, even if it's social. Mate, we played a played a pracky match on Saturday amongst ourselves, yep. and like you said, it was a forty over game. I could not walk on Sunday. I was going to say, <laughs> how did you go? Time. It's a long time, isn't it? Well, I was wiki for forty overs, and it Ooh. absolutely killed me. Haven't done it for years. Did so. you do the yeah. full forty overs? Full forty. Did you? Look at my finger; it's still stuffed. <laughs> You're asking you know, for trouble. I mean, yeah. But um, I, I, I loved it. I, I just loved it, yeah, you know, it being dope. back. Yeah. And um, obviously the, what, the two years we had in Victoria, just to get out for the afternoon was unbelievable. Yeah, you know, it was yeah, great. You guys, are, you guys are doing it tough. I, I, yeah. like, I still haven't seen mum for now it's nearly over 12 months. So yeah. Getting, yeah. We snuck home once at Christmas last year, I reckon. Yep. Oh, well, hopefully. And then we had to pack up and race home. Yeah. 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 Well, they're saying that. We might be out of lockdown earlier than they thought, so hopefully you can get yeah. home for Christmas this year, mate. So, yeah, and look, yeah. bring your well, gear, mate, because I reckon we could fit you in. I've got, I'll chase up that gear, Tom. Don't worry. I'm, he's been trying to ignore me, so <laughs> I thought right, he'd mate. send it. He sent because he stuffed up and sent me about five, sent me fifteen boxes. I might have got your boxes of balls. Oh yeah, so, no worries. I've got one. I've got one five six boxes um, balls in my. Just over here in the little room that he might have sent by mistake. <laughs> they might have been meant for you. <laughs> All right, no worries, mate. I trust you. All right. Well, hopefully in the not too distant future, we'll be able to see you down at Len Arnott Oval, even if it's only for yeah. a bit of a, a practice match, intra club training match or an exhibition. Come and have a beer, mate. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I could at least yeah watch a bit of training and have a beer. That'd yeah. Be oh, nice. Well, there's always plenty of beers once we get that liquor license sorted out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks very much, Jamie. Easy. No worries, guys. Take your game in a new direction, northwest or downstream to Robinvale with a brand new resort development, a magnificent 18-hole golf course, amazing food and entertainment in the clubhouse. It's a perfect spot for a quick getaway or extended golf trip. Take your game in a new direction to the Robinvale Golf Resort. Hopefully when restrictions start to ease a bit, the golf club will actually be able to get the resort up and running. Yeah, I see the pool's been sitting outside there for a bit. Yeah, it was supposed to go in last week, though. Mm. I'm not sure what held that up. Nah, probably... Corona, but at we'll least we'll blame that. Yeah, okay. So. It just cops the blame for everything. But the new, at least by the time restrictions do start to lift a bit and people can travel, that the steps will be done on all the units yep. and the new entrance will be done. And with any luck, the but pool the might even be in. Golf course is still open. Golf course is open. Yeah, yeah. the bistro is not open for dining because they can only have yeah. ten people in there, it's so not, it's not, not worth it. it. Yep. No, hundred percent. So. Um, 
they're still doing takeaway and yep. they do mighty fine takeaway. Yes. In my opinion. The nice big chicken palm. Yeah, the big Chicken Palmies mm. takeaway are delicious. It's usually a Saturday night go to. Yeah. Damo, I was talking to Damo from the Jack yesterday at the supermarket, which was dead at 7.30, which was Sumo. so straight. The super, exactly. Yeah. And we were like, man, this is quieter than when we are actually in lockdown. It's the quietest I've ever seen Robin Vale. It's ridiculous. But he said he did nine meals <laughs> last night and nine meals the night before. People support, like we might, we're not even in lockdown. Yeah. Like go and just be safe. Do what you've been yeah. doing. Use hand sanitizer, yeah. face mask, social distance and check in. Because yeah. then if anything does, if the proverbial does hit the flan, fan, you know you've, yeah, you'll get contacted and, yep. and whatever. So, um, yeah, he was saying nine meals. Just on another, go back to footy for a sec. Yeah. Um, we had our junior presentations the other night. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, we, they were nice and quick, COVID safe. Yeah, yeah. We counted the votes beforehand. Yep. And um, then it was just a 20-minute, yeah, meet and greet. Yeah. Give out to Best and Ferris. And Who won it all? Well, our Best and Ferris was Ricky Safina. Yep. Our runners-up was Julian Utica. Uh-huh. And me and Vince gave out two coaches' awards, and that was to Sam Constantino and Isaac Droulis. Yeah, right. And Excellent. I think Massimo Sony won the under-16s. Okay. That's good. I'm pretty sure. Excellent. Well, don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Massimo followed by Dante Bagani. Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Some for, for the kids to yeah. hang their hat on anyway. Yeah, I was actually wondering whether they were going to do um, netball presentation. I don't think we are. Why not? I don't know. I'm not not sure. Mm. Don't know what's what's happened with all of that. No. Anyway, I, I, I guess cool. we'll be notified if and when that does happen. Mm. But anyway. Been, um, a, been a pleasure again. Yeah, thanks Thanks for coming in. A bit wet to do any gas. Well, yes. And I don't think I was in any way qualified to talk to Jamie about cricket because. Oh, Tommy didn't have much to say. He was just starstruck, wasn't he? He was starstruck. But he did say that when I texted him. He goes, I don't think I'm worthy. I'm like, well, you can come in. I feel it's like. Jamie. He, it's just Jamie Siddons. Yeah, I know. But to you it is. But you've got to remember Tommy is, you yeah. know, 10, 15 years younger than you. I've known Jamie all my life. Like, yeah, but he's known him as. You know, a, a Sheffield Shield player yeah. and an international coach and yep. an assistant of the greatest yeah. Australian cricket team to ever walk the earth. Yep. That's who Tommy sees. You just see Sido that yeah. you knew as a kid. Just a story. We um, 2010 when we won the grand final, if mm. we, we had Wayne Campbell as a runner for a couple of games. Oh, did you? Mm. Oh, my God, I loved Wayne Campbell. Yeah, and that was, that was a bit of a... Bit of a thrill having Wayne run around as that runner. Oh, God. I remember when he had long hair in the 90s. He was just – I used to think in the 90s he was the hottest thing on two legs because I'm a Richmond supporter as well. He was just the hottest thing on two legs. I think he's found his way to the Gold Coast. Yeah, as, okay. As a general manager or something like that. Yeah, yeah, right. He was at GWS, but I think he's going up to the Gold Coast now. Yep. Which would be a pretty handy gig, wouldn't it? It's uh, interesting when Seto said about Bangladesh having over 200 <laughs> times the pollution limit. I know. My eyes really popped out of my head. And the least livable city in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he must have been paid pretty well. Well, he would have been. Like he said, yeah. he was the third most famous, famous person, pl- person yeah. in the country. Yeah. That's incredible, isn't yeah. it? No, that would be awesome. Like he's done a fair bit of stuff. Oh, well, you'll, you'll be the – you're probably the most famous person at Romwell at the moment. <laughs> Shut up, Donnie. Wouldn't you? Well – You'd be close. Uh, like really, just about there. I'd be second to you. No, I'm, I'm done now. <laughs> I used to be the most famous person. <laughs> I used to be the mayor of Romwell one day yeah. once, but not now. Do you want the title back? No. You can have it, no. especially this week. You can have it. No, no. <laughs> no, Actually, speaking of which, the mayoral election is coming up in November. 
you going to put your hat in the ring? I may. Yeah. I may. Good on you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I did say last year I needed to get like my – I need to wind my business back a yeah. bit so I could – if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it properly. Yeah. Um, and I've done that to the point where the last couple of weeks – and COVID's really helped because some of my clients have shut down. Yeah, okay. So I've lost clients by default, which is why I'm doing the odd shift at the gym now because yeah. Kyle's yeah. been sick and yeah. I've got time to do it. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. It'll depend on whether I have the numbers or not. That's only voted internally, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. So what, well, you got to drum up numbers beforehand? I've got to drum up numbers beforehand, see if anyone will back me because I'm not going to put my hand up and then yeah. not win. That would be oh, embarrassing. Of course not. Yeah, you, you got to make sure it's a no-brainer, right? Eh? Well, exactly. <laughs> you just have to you, – well, you just – you don't make sure you have the numbers. You canvass the other councillors first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you do that with any sort of motion. We're not allowed to make decisions before we move into the yeah. the chamber to make yeah. the decision there, but you can canvass the other councillors and have discussions and yeah. and whatever beforehand, and that's common no. practice. So. It'd be good to have – how long since we've had the mayor live in Romulus? Well, John Cadis was the mayor for a little while. I don't know what – he was only mayor for a year, I reckon. Mm. I can't remember what year that was, but I did yeah. I did check because he Pam was. Pisasana, yeah, she was. Pisasana. That was, Jesus, Ooh. years and years ago. Oh, I'm old. So what maybe I'll be the, the – maybe only the second or third female mayor That's Robin great. Bale. Awesome. Because, you know yeah, – We might have to get a statue in case, girls. <laughs> Anyone? Anyone wants to Maybe start? out of paper mache. That's 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 a challenge for next week, kids. Draw a statue of Jade so we can put it up in K Square. That's what we've got to look at. Right? Yeah. So long Set, as it's as flattering. E- email on the donnyfalvo.com. Donnyfalvo100 at gmail.com. Oh, write that down. Go back and listen to his email address again and spam the hell out of it. Don't do that. You're an idiot. See you later, Jade. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Vale Podcast, driven straight down the middle by the Robin Vale Golf Resort. RobinvaleGolfClub.com.au.